I'm Chelsea Zaccato. And I'm Natalie Heacock. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. Good morning and happy December 2023. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. We really need to get a sign on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there. Oh, I missed you earlier, right? Maybe I'll ask Chat GPT. Give me a good podcast sign on lumber. I'm going to do it right now, you guys. Or just save from that podcast little thing. Well, actually, just make us one. Yeah. Isn't there the the Twitter one, the Grok, that's supposed to do funny ones of it or something like that? I heard it's like a smart owl version of like, oh, that's GPT. awesome. I didn't. Oh, this is. Yeah, I don't know. You might have to pay for it. I'm not sure. I don't. Uh, I don't pay for Twitter because or X or whatever you want to call it because I just. I just kind of look at stuff. I figure no one really cares what I have to say. No one really cares what I have to say on Facebook. So why do they care if I don't know them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think some people like it because they maybe don't like social interaction, but they're better off. They're better at like saying how they feel to people they don't know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, chat GPT messed up. They had a malfunction, and um, we'll have to post this on our Instagram. Instead of giving me a podcast sign-on, they gave me an image, which I don't understand, and they spelled L-U-J-M-B-E-R. Yeah, I was just talking I was just talking to uh, Casey Hallstrom about this because she uses ChatGPT for a lot of stuff, and she has them make images, and it cannot spell. It can't spell. If you tell it to like make a something, there's most likely going to be some kind of misspelling in it. <laughs> but it looks like the word shape. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So I guess you're right. The Grok is for X Premium Plus subscribers. Ah. Uh, so I'm not fancy enough now. We are not fancy enough. No. It's not funny because they talk about how, you know, if you don't like how. And X is losing so much money and everything like that. And it might go out of business. All of a sudden, they're like, maybe I should join to support it. I'm like, wait, so I need to support like a billion <laughs> to keep X running? I'm like, that logic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got one, you guys. Ready? Ready. To branch for the latest in woodwork and timber trends. Let's carve into today's stories. Let's carve into today's story. Let's keep that. Many puns. There's so many puns. There's also branch too, didn't it? Yeah. Your trusted branch for the latest. Oh, not that's, that's that's pretty punny. Yeah, pretty punny. <laughs> I was thinking more like you know how Saturday Night Live's always like coming to you live from New York. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what I want. What's that called? That's an intro, right? Yeah, yeah. the news intro coming to you live from Chicago Port Harold's Harold's Creek. <laughs> yeah, I never remember Trent. What is it? This is Chicago. It's easier. That's what I just go with. I'm like no, well, Port no. Uh, stream. But Port Cargo, from Port yeah, Port Cargo, like Portlandia, isn't it? Like the same thing. So there you go. From um, the Midwest to the West Coast, bring Let's carve into today's news. Boom, that's good. This is being recorded. I like that one. <laughs> All right, that was really good, though. <laughs> it's a good time. Let's keep that. 
Yeah. We could do the whole, and I'm Natalie Heacock, and I'm Trent Johnson, and I'm Chelsea Zagato. Let's carve into today's stories. Oh. And I have a Jason. <laughs> I have a... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> We're mishmashing it all together. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, should we talk well about... we should all actually carve it to the news at some point. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, right? <laughs> You're like, and that was a great show, everyone. Nice to talk to you. You're like, oh, yeah. let's <laughs> talk about the news. Didn't we? I guess we should. I think we think uh, we're than other people think we are. Damn, yeah. whatever, you know. I... What was the three of us? Exactly. As long as we're using ourselves, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe one other person. We'll find out. So, oh, oh, what should we start with? Some mergers and acquisitions? I think that we should. So, we had a handful of them that came recently. Uh, I'm just going to kind of highlight a couple of the uh, top ones that were the, you know, the biggest news, so to speak. So, the first one that came through um, the beginning of December was Mead Lumber. They have they had announced that they acquired CMC, which is Component Manufacturing Company, and Reeves Buildings of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, so, they had already completed the acquisition, and they had a kind of like merged the operations into Mead Lumber, so they're now operating as a branch. Um, and I believe it was Trustcraft of Sioux Falls, if I remember correctly, is what they had said that they're actually operating under now going forward. They're still using the DBAs, the CMC and Reeves, but um, Trustcraft of Sioux Falls is kind of the actual, in the internal name that they're using for that. Congrats. Fighting. <laughs> like, ooh, neat. <laughs> So another one that we have here is a familiar face that we all have heard of that we spoke about in depth recently, which is USLBM is back to their old tricks. Who that? Who that? Yeah, right. Who that? Who that? Who that? <laughs> so um, they technically made two recent acquisitions, which were in back-to-back days. Um, I uh, Didn't we talk about one and then it was like uh, the next day was another one? Actually, I don't, I don't know if we actually, this wouldn't have happened when we did it. That happened one other time, actually, because this <laughs> would have come out. This one came out on the 4th, and I think the next one was on the 5th. Okay. Um, so the first one that came out was that they had acquired um, Zytec Building Systems of Dallas-Fort Worth area. So it's kind Fasteners? of interesting. What was that? Is it Fasteners? Uh, they, they do um, um, engineered wood product. Oh. And they also, they, they might have also Fasteners as well, but... It was kind of an interesting one because earlier this year, not even that much earlier, but a couple of months ago, um, Rona via Dick's Building Supplies is what I believe it is called, the division. They had acquired the um, Canadian operations of Zytec Building Systems. I want to say they're in Alberta, if I remember correctly. And so they had just one subsidiary in the U.S., which is this Zytec uh, Building Systems, DFF, um, DFW, rather, of Dallas-Fort Worth. So they just basically divested then the U.S. operations just recently, the USLVM, and then um, Rona and Dix is still owning the um, Canadian operations and going forward. I think so. <laughs> and then the other one they made, uh, which was um, literally the next day that they acquired um, Holderness Supplies of Arizona. The trust so was... manufacturer. Yeah, exactly. So I believe it's a one Berkeley. I think it's one location there. So, but another back-to-back ones that they've been a little bit quiet for a few days there. So, you know, that tends to be happening. They, you know, quiet for a while, and all of a sudden it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's what I felt like. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, getting all those work, um, worked up, and they're going to be um, operating those 
uh, I believe the, the two recent ones, Zytec as well as uh, Olderness, are both going to be operating under their um, 3009 entity then going forward as well. So probably accounting credit people there. <laughs> uh, fun stuff. So, yep, until next time with them. And by next time, we mean probably in another few more weeks or another month or so, we'll probably be hearing more from them again. <laughs> what if we uh, made a drinking game out of every time they acquire a company? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would be, there, some of these times it would be, you'd be pretty lit up pretty quick. Would be lit. Get your house straight. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd be a pretty aggressive uh, drinking game. <laughs> uh, the last acquisition slash divestiture that we'll talk about is just a, a little, a, kind of a higher level one, a warehouser. They are doing kind of a Timberland, sw- Timberland swap, so to speak, with um, FIA and the Force Investment Associates. Um, they're divesting almost 70,000 acres in upstate South Carolina for $170 million, And then they're going to purchase just under 61,000 acres in coastal North Carolina, South Carolina, and Mississippi for $163 million. So, Hey, 61,000 acres? Yep. Yes, yes. 61,000 acres of high-quality timberlands. Wow. There. Yeah. My brain can't even, I don't understand what that looks like, you know? Oh, yeah, it's insane. (laughs) Wow. I'm just trying to get a measly five acres for myself. (laughs) Speaking of that, how's the house going? No, it's not. Still for sale. Okay, just want to make sure that everyone is aware it's still for sale and showings are available during the holidays as well, I assume. (laughs) Hey, and rates are coming down. Rates are coming down. Inflation was down today. I think we're going to have a positive Fed meeting today and tomorrow. Yes, yes, and I mean, from the last one, I don't even think this actually came up with the mortgage rates, but from the last one that came out, they were almost at uh, 7%, which is substantially down from where they're at, like 8 point, what was it, like even just a, what, yeah. a month ago we were talking, so. I could get into like the sixes for a mortgage, I would be stoked. Yeah, isn't that kind of sad? I mean, yeah. it isn't historically, I mean, even recently it's not bad, but considering how quickly everything changed, you're like... Oh, sixes would be great now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so greedy. I'm like, get me back to the fours. Yeah. Oh, just to back up to that acre comment, I was trying to figure out what that equates to. 161,000 acres is equivalent to 251.56 square miles. Wait, wasn't it 61,000? Yeah, 61,000. Oh, that's not much less. Hold on. 61,000. That's 95 square miles. That's a lot. Wow. Wow. Like, to your point, that's really hard to just, like, like you remotely picture. Take you an hour off it. <laughs> yeah, on a freeway, it would take you, like, over an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An hour and a half. Depending on drive your property. Could you imagine? I'm going to go drive my property. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Be back in two hours. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to go to the, uh, I'm gonna go the northmost and the southmost. I'll see you in three hours, basically. Oh, oh God. Oh, just silly. Just silly when you get into those numbers. It really is. <laughs> we got anything for, uh, what about expansions and curtailments? Anything good there? Uh, we have good and bad news on that one. Uh, one of them we kind of had already touched on. I'm just going to bring it up again because it was the by far most read article we had over the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, we'll go good, bad, good. How about that? So, okay. first one, um, Canfor's 70% owned um, um, affiliate, since they're not only a subsidiary. Um, Vita AB, they announced that they're going to be investing um, $700 million 
um, SEK, which is equivalent to $85 million in Canadian dollars at the time, um, into a sawmill in Sweden. So this will expand their production from 175 million board feet to 240 million board feet. So going to be a pretty decent investment there. I mean, you can sell by, you know, the monetary aspect, but they're going to um, put any high capacity planning bill equipment, um, <clears throat> new boiler, wood drying kilns, and a new warehouse. Exciting. So on to the less exciting, more of sad one. Um, everyone has probably heard of this one before, but... Um, like I said, we mentioned this, I'm not going to really harp on it that much, but the Boise Cascade announcement about the curtailing operations in Chatham, Alabama. If I remember correctly, this had just come out when we did our last one, but, you know, the news, it blew up all over the news because it was obviously a really big deal. A lot of people, you know, kind of in the local area where, you know, are going to be affected by it. So, oh, just wanted to, you know, note that one again, but like we had mentioned before, I think that we'd gone to this, that it was a curtailment, um, of the... Um, the lumber operations, not the plywood operations um, in Chapman. So the plywood operations will still continue going forward. And it's not till January, right? Yeah, it was at the end of January. So they, yeah. they'll officially be ceased on the 28th. Yep. Um, uh. Now let's get back to the fun breaking news part, which is an expansion. So 84 Lumber, they've been announcing a whole lot of different things. So they're opening up a new trust plant in California, if I remember. I think it was a trust place in south of Atlanta as well, if I remember. And now they just announced today that they're opening up their first trust plant in the state of South Carolina. So looking to open in January 2024, so really soon. Um, it'll be just outside of Columbia in Lugoff, South Carolina. So they're really kind of going hard in the paint, as I like to say, in the whole trust, uh, manufacturing over these past couple of um, weeks, really, at least the announcement wise. So obviously it's been in the works for more time than that. They just donated like a million dollars to Tennessee. Was it? Oh, it was something about the yes, 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 yes. I forgot exactly where how that worked out. Um, it was for it was for an area that had been hit by a tornado, if I remember correctly. Just like Taylor Swift, um, it was donated. Oh, it was in Mississippi. It was um a uh, Rolling Fork, Mississippi. So they had, uh, donated a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars. I think Taylor was like a million, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, Taylor's worth, you know. Taylor Swift must have somebody that works full time and is researching things to like donate to. I'm like, yeah. I'm a pastor and she's like, seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Work for me. Oh, good. They did it on Good Morning America to help rebuild Rolling Fork, Mississippi. That was cool. Yeah. Yep. They, they, they're they really good at honestly doing a lot of that. What I, what I call it, the general thing, like the community investment stuff. I mean, they really give back a lot, 84. Um, I see a lot of articles for them doing that, you know, locally as well as, you know, it's, locally for the different areas and they're you know all over the u.s now so you know it's it kind of a spreading their footprint a lot more in that regard too it's pretty cool. cool yeah that is cool so because i have to be debbie downer we're gonna have to go over something that's super not fun to talk about but it was a very large piece of news that came out over the past few weeks so it is you know newsworthy so we have to discuss it which is um a couple of people who had passed away recently um, specifically, um, the Villani's, uh, Kurt and Monica, um, so they had passed away, unfortunately, um, over would have been, if I remember correctly, it was the week of Thanksgiving, um, on the 22nd of November. 
Um, they were both um, owners at Gee's um, Lumber and Ace Hardware in um, upstate New York. So they had been involved in a um, an accident over that weekend where um, the industrial invest investigation ongoing. From what I understand, um, of doing kind of the research was came about. If you you may recall where. Over the Thanksgiving weekend, there was an issue where they thought that there was a potential um, terrorist attack at the border, if you remember correctly, yeah. Canadian, um, US one. Well, it ended up being actually these two individuals, it was their car. So they're investigating to see, you know, what had caused that because initially they thought that, but then they looked more into it. And um, this is all speculative. So just putting out the initial articles I read, I've not heard any follow-up, but like the governor had, I believe it was the governor of New York, I said that it could have been potentially a car-related issue with maybe an autopilot thing. So I think they had a Mercedes-Benz, if I remember. So I'm not sure how that would come into play. Or another thought I'd seen that had been put out there as well, once again, speculative, is maybe there was a potential health issue that would have um, led to this. So um, the investigation is still ongoing, but um, it was related to that incident. Um, so just a terrible, terrible tragedy. They were both really, really young. Monica being 53 as well as Kirk and both being 53. So, and it's just awful when you see, you know, anyone yeah. pass away, especially, you know, such a tragic accident, you know, during the holidays and everything. It's yeah. Did you guys see that video? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's crazy how fast that car is going and flying through the air. Something had to have happened weird. Exactly. I mean, like, I discussed it with, like, my wife, you know, she deals with, you know, some health related stuff and her jobs and whatnot. And, I mean, her initial thought was that she's like, I wonder if he had, like, you know, whoever's driving, if it was, you know, her, if he maybe had a heart attack, which would have led to, you know, you know, potentially, you no know, acceleration or something like that and not being able to control everything like that, you know, some unfortunate timing type of thing. Yeah. Well, awful. So, yeah. So, like I said, I didn't want to hate talking about these things, but it was, you know, very... You know, they're they're very well known throughout, you know, that area in the industry. So, you know, unfortunately I have to cover some things like that sometimes. So Yeah. Now let's get back on track to more less sad things for here, which is lumber pricing. Mm-hmm. Um depends on the week, I guess. Yeah, well I guess that is a terrible segue because technically at um as of the end of last week, lumber prices were down from the previous week per the um lumber price index I'm prov- provided by a Madison's lumber reporter. Um, they were down to um, four forty four from four forty seven, so only three dollars or one percent. But still, you know, you always want the trend to go up, not down. But luckily, it's not a massive drop either. So you know, with an eight one percent, you know, not the end of the world, so to speak. Um, next on the economic front, also is um, Associated Builders and Contractors announced on Friday that for I mean their report on construction jobs in November of twenty twenty three. Uh, they added 2,000 jobs in November, and they're up 200,000 jobs year over year across the board for um, industry employment. So that's an increase of 2.6% year over year. So pretty cool to, you know, kind of see at least that kind of coming back into, you know, I mean, that industry, that area rather, coming back with, you know, employment and whatnot. So that's something we kind of had talked about at the trader's market about that area and even, you know, potentially, you know, with student initiative about people going into that sector as well. So, you know, it's cool to see, you know, hiring is going on there and, you know, more, you know, job potential in that sector. Mm-hmm. So another article we had is that came out um, at the end of last month that was um, a highly read one is in the FHA, FHA announcement. So the FHA announcement was that in 2024, the loan limit, um, will be raised among raising home, raising home prices. So, 
It's just funny because interest rates go up and then this thing goes up. Yeah. So, so like, what's the point? I mean, it, well, actually, you can get a lower interest rate under an FHA loan. So, though, if FHA loan limits go up, that's good for some people because then they get a lower interest rate. So, I'm not as well versed in this um, in the FHA aspect because I didn't have, or you know, have one. I know about it, but more of a high level area. So, <laughs> you could probably speak a lot more to it since you may have, you know, done more research in the past on this. But yeah, it just seems. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I may be ignorant on this one. It just seems like the more you do things like this within larger regions, it seems like you end up potentially putting yourself back in a situation like we were like in 2008, 2009. I could be completely wrong on that, but like when I see rates, I mean, the ability to, you know, get higher and higher mortgages, which is what it seems is implying for people. Uh, it's just, I'm looking at some of these, you know, the, the level the highest mortgage i can get on this chart here and i'm like that's more than my house by a large mar margin and i was able to put down over 20 percent of a town payment on mine and not have you know um well i'm sorry what's the kind of loan if you don't put down the amount, the amount of um the um the you have to get yeah i mean the the pmi insurance is that what yeah mortgage insurance yeah so i don't have to get that stuff so it's like i don't know i mean maybe i don't understand this aspect for well well i guess the mortgage insurance covers it and st if you're in default instead of um, just having this bubble that pops, right? Or hi hypothetically, that's what's about. So with, yeah. with the FHA, I mean, like, what are your thoughts on that? Because, like I said, you may know a little bit more about this potentially. You know, um, it didn't really impact me initially, so I didn't really, you know, get into that much depth of my knowledge other than a very high level cursory knowledge. I mean, yeah, it, it's it is scary. I think it's scary, but ugh, I do also agree that housing prices have increased substantially. So there are people who need the FHA. So FHA is backed by the government, whereas like a conventional loan is backed by a, a mortgage company or whoever they bundle it up and sell it to. Yep. And so I think that's why you're able to get a lower interest rate with FHA. You can also have a lower credit score. It's not just for, I originally thought it was just for first time home buyers, but it's not. Anyone can get one. You don't have to put as much down. Um, so it is a little bit scary. I think we all are traumatized from 2008. Um Anybody who was in the working world, even if, you know, it was just the beginning of the working, your working career. But um, I think they have to change the rates because the housing prices are going up and you just can't get as much for what you could before. That yeah. being said, they did change the um, conventional. So it's like FHA, conventional, and then jumbo. And they just changed the jumbo, conventional to jumbo rate as well. And that's scary. I don't know what it is, but I know it's a, it's a high number. So when it's saying like the low cost area floor compared to the high cost area ceiling, I mean, is that the range? Is that what it's saying basically then? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's showing like for a one unit, basically it's a little bit under 500000 for the low cost area floor and the high cost area ceiling is uh, like 1.1, 1 .1, a little over 1 point, like one and a half, 1.15, which seems like a lot. Yeah. But that seems like a lot. I guess it's, I mean, for across the board but i mean i don't know uh my, my brain is so messed up because i bought a house and got my mortgage before anything like this so it doesn't even resemble the market now so it's just so foreign even though i was only like it was less than 10 years ago it's like this is a whole new different world to me right yeah now. and i think right the infant mortgage it's hard for me to wrap my head around i'm like oh my goodness like right yeah your floor and ceiling comment, that's related to the market it's in. So, like, if you're in New York, it's probably the, that 1.1. Mm -hmm. And if you're in, I don't know, somewhere where, like, Texas, I actually don't know where 
like the lowest cost of living is, then you're going to be at the the lower limit. I was just looking up what the conforming loan limit is for a jumbo loan. And it's like $760,000 right now. Mm-hmm. And in September of 2020 or November, December 2021, when I was going through a home loan process, it was like 550. It's gone up 200,000. That's insane. Yeah. But I mean, so has housing yeah. prices. Like oh, everything. I lost in my house um, before COVID and then after COVID and it's $200,000 difference. But I mean, also I did a lot of work, so. Well, we only have one more left then, which is the story that no, um, these are some um, people that are right in your neck of the woods, actually. Murphy Plywood and Cascade Hardwood. So, I mean, that's super duper close, depending on where they're at. Um, but pretty close overall. Um, so they had announced that they have, um, I'll read it exactly so I don't butcher anything, that they have a strategic alliance for the production of a and marketing of a Western Red Alder Plywood and Lumber. It's going to be called the New Emerald Color Match Program, which will provide manufacturers and distributors unprecedented high volume access to coordinated product grades and colors to benefit their customers and significantly increase sales. Wow. So Murphy's going to make it and Cascade's going to distribute it? So what it says later is it says that um, the, it, yes, and I mean, I think they're both, they're doing so this is how it broke it down, basically. It says at the bottom, it goes, sales of the lumber will continue to be handled by the Cascade sales staff, and the Murphy sales staff will handle the sales of the plywood. Oh, so they're just trying to coordinate product yeah. together? Exactly. That's what I read that. Interesting. Glitter and jelly? Yep. <laughs> Sunny and Cher? Yeah. <laughs> very different, but very tasty together. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Well, good for them. That's great. I'm hungry all of a sudden. Me too. On that note, I'm going to get a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I want to get nachos. I was thinking, I was like, I haven't had nachos for a while, and I'm a huge advocate of nachos. So I might go get some ground beef nachos, actually. But I have another meeting. But after my next meeting, I can get some nachos. You should. You should. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on this um, roller coaster of a ride. Yeah. yeah. We got in highest highs and the lowest lows. And we'll we'll talk again after the holidays. How does that sound? Yes, yes. Gonna have a lot to catch up on then. I'll tell you what. We will. Trent, see you next year. <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> Maybe we won't. Oh God. Okay, but I'm not one of those. I will not. I refuse to say. Let's circle back on this after the holidays. I don't know which one. I think I'd rather have that than the seat next year. <laughs> No, I still say it to everyone just to make them mad because it's really funny to me. I hate, I hate it, so I love it. I'm gonna say it to you forever. Have you guys seen that meme about people confusing EOD with end of day and end of December? Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> my guy, it was like a video, and he's like, "Y'all haven't seen by end of December." He's like, "That means end of." Day. No, we need that today. End of today. <laughs> it's like no EOD means end of December. Like, no, never met that ever. No, I've never met that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good i like that oh. all right all right well happy holidays to everyone holiday. what is a safe and you know wonderful new year as well so you know to all, all of you and the listeners as well so look forward Thanks. to chatting again at the beginning of next year let's all do right. it bye guys bye See you next year well yes try it <laughs>